Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. And another keyword comes your way in about 15 minutes. A chance at $1,000. Stand by for what that is. It's going to be oh, another few weeks before we find out whether or not We can get the recall of the L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon on the ballot. The L.A. County Registrar is still going to try to verify all of the signatures and see whether or not we hit the number necessary to put this on the ballot. In the meantime, barely a day or a week goes by that there isn't another Gascon story. This time, it's the efforts to remove the death penalty from a man who shot two 19-year-old college students in the back of the head and stole their car in 1994. Yeah, this guy, his name is Raymond Oscar Butler. He got death, no parole. He's 47. He was 18 at the time, and that ought to tell you where the sympathies of Gascon lie. Gascon's argument is he had a bad childhood. He endured violence and trauma. Hmm. So uh, we got we to gotta give him a break here, not judge him too harshly, even though he murdered uh, these two young people. Let's uh, Well, before we do that, in 1995, he stabbed another inmate to death. So, he's well, three murders. It comes from the same uh, trauma. Uh, and the, it the, says here the, that they're only the, trying to remove the death sentence for the attack on the two students. It does not seek to lift the capital sentence for the 1995 inmate attack, which is kind of weird, but... Uh, because he's a little older? What? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, let's bring on John Lewin, L.A. County Deputy DA, for more on this story. John, welcome again. Yes? I'm here. Ah, how are you? 
Well, you know, it's it's yet again, it's Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day it is. It's just another crazy, disgusting incident involving George Gascon and what he is doing. It, it just boggles the mind. This one, let me just tell you what's going on. First of all, obviously, these are my own personal opinions. We've got to get that out of the way. Yeah. So Raymond Oscar Butler is a guy who is subject to not one death penalty case, but two of them. In uh, March of 1994, he was a Rancho San Pedro gangster. He's basically of both uh, Mexican uh, and African-American heritage, but he was associated with a Mexican gang. That's going to become important. So these two exchange students from Japan are just going to Ralph's when the defendant, apparently showing off in front of a uh, some friends, etc., comes up to them. They're in a car. He has one of them get out of the car. He demands money. They don't resist. They give him the money. He then executes that individual, shoots him in the head while he's on the ground, and then executes the guy in the car as well, and then takes their vehicle. Um, no resistance, nothing going on, just callous monstrous conduct so now he's in custody awaiting trial it's a year later and he is in a unit a high security unit where there is a young african-american guy who and this is according to the opinion from the cal supreme court Uh, apparently this individual tyrone fleming was disrespectful and abusive to inmates and deputies in the jail so the defendant and his hispanic uh, gang member uh, associates decided they were going to kill him. So they did a very coordinated attack where they were able to get themselves released from handcuffs, and they basically uh, shanked this guy to death. It's absolutely horrific. Um, the defendant ends up going to trial on this case as well. It's very clear in addition to this, there's three other occasions where he's got razor blades in his cell, He would testify at his trial that those razor blades were for general use, not for weapons. Um, It's very clear, by the way, that he is doing this because he is attempting to increase his reputation with uh, Mexican Mafia, with M.A., and it's now my understanding that all these years later, he is now basically Mexican Mafia in prison. So they're talking about how he's not the same guy, he's changed, <laughs> et cetera. I also love the fact that they say in their motion, there was a motion filed by uh, my office. Now, that's another story because the person filing the motion is Shailene Joseph. She, until a very short time ago, was a public defender. Of so course. now she, she has taken over, my understanding, all of the death penalty cases in our office. We had a guy named Brian Kelberg, a legend in our office, who was there for 40 years, who was doing all of these habeas petitions. When these individuals get death, the litigation just continues to go on and on. So they transferred Brian out, basically pushed him into retirement, and then gave all the death penalty cases to Shailene Joseph. And now she is the guardian of the death cases, and she's going around, as in this case, trying to undo what juries and judges have done sentencing these individuals to death. So one of the things that she said in her motion was that, in essence, that um, Mr. Butler, he's a changed man, and he never disputed. He accepted responsibility. 
Well, not quite, because his story when he testified, and this is from the opinion, if they read the Supreme Court opinion on the case, this is what he said. He said that as he was getting into the car, the gun went off by accident. Then he noticed that Matsuura, the other individual in the car, he noticed him there and he panicked and began shooting. So this individual, who is now a extreme danger to the public, who has weapons in prison, who's murdered another person in prison, he now needs to be let out because he allegedly suffers from significant cognitive impairment. He was subjected to multiple uh, traumas during childhood. He has a history of mental illness. And it gets worse from there because what's going on is this is a well-planned-out process by George Gascon, the California State Legislature, Governor Newsom, and Mike Romano. Michael Romano is a professor at Stanford. Now, Mr. Romano, Professor Romano, has a, a very storied history because what he is involved with, and he's been involved with this for many years, is he's a guy who, one, represents, um, he's the director of the Three Strikes Justice Advocacy Project at Stanford Law School, and he's a founding director of their criminal defense clinic. So basically what he does is, prior to Gascon being an, uh, becoming DA, he was representing defendants who are making motions to be resentenced. So he's a part of, he's a defense attorney representing defendants. He becomes an advisor to Gascon, and from what I've been told, he is the person who is largely responsible for writing, supervising many of the directives which Gascon is, has uh, introduced. So in essence, you've got an individual who is a criminal defense attorney who's writing policies that have direct impact on his own clients. Now, this guy is also a person who was very active in the prison realignment in Prop 36, which was oh. three strikes reform. Prop 47, remember, guys, that was the Safe Neighborhoods and Schools yeah. Initiative, which, <laughs> yeah. which, which, which uh, I don't know about schools and safety and neighborhoods, but it basically made all drug possession misdemeanors and, in, by, in essence, legalized drugs and made theft up to $950 a misdemeanor, basically legalizing theft. He also was responsible for the Prop 57 Public Safety Rehabilitation Act. That is, again, allowing all these juveniles to be resentenced. And those are the guys that are getting out free. Uh, we've had all those situations. We so got We got to stop. That's what's going on right now. We got to stop you just for a moment because we got to take a news break. Can you stay another segment? I can absolutely. I'll stay as long as you want me. Okay. And, and what was the name of that Stanford professor who's got his fingerprints on all the bad criminal justice laws of the last ten years? What's his name again? Professor Michael Romano. Michael Romano. Oh, he's also advising the California legislature. He's the guy working with them to rewrite the penal code. So you have the <laughs> fox not only guarding the hen house, okay. but he built it and lives there. Hang on. We have uh, John Lewin from uh, the. Uh, Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office. He works for Gascon. And we got another case here, a guy named Raymond Butler, who killed two Japanese students at Merriman College back in 1996, later killed a, an inmate, got uh, the death penalty, and now Gascon's crowd is trying to unwind that death penalty. John and Ken Show, KFI, we're talking with John Lewin. 
assistant uh, district attorney here in L.A. County, works in uh, under Gascon. And there's another case, Raymond Butler. He's 47 years old. He was convicted of murdering two college students back in uh, 1994, Takuma Ito and Go Matsura. They were film students at Marymount College later on. He also was part of a killing of, a, of an inmate. I, I wanted to mention about the uh, college student killing. I, I looked up uh, an L.A. Times news story from when he was uh, sentenced to death in 1996. And uh, I, I don't know if you remember this story, but apparently at the time it was quite a sensation. Uh, in Japan, newspaper editorials uh, denounced this as typical of life in Southern California after the killing President Clinton expressed condolences to the then Japanese prime minister. Mayor Richard Reardon held a news conference with the Japanese consul general to reassure tourists from Japan they could travel safely in Los Angeles. So this really rocked Los Angeles and Japan at the time, these killings. And of course, now it's 20, uh, what is it, 26 years later, and Gascon wants to undo the death sentence. Which you believe John Lewin could lead to this man's release. Oh, so this is a coordinated plan. What they're trying to do is, and it starts with legislation. There was new legislation passed that, in essence, allows the DA's office to go in and to petition the court to change an individual's conviction and sentence. But it's not just changing the sentence. They can now go in and actually, with an agreement from the defense, have the defendant convicted of a completely different crime. So they can't change the death penalty, and they can't change life without the possibility of parole. But what they are trying to do now, they even moved the uh, penal code section that deals with this. They moved it into the resentencing area so they can, in essence, try to resentence their way out. So what does that mean in plain English? They want to go back and all these death penalty and, and life without uh, possibility of parole cases, and they want to get those cases changed to straight life sentences – or get them in determinate sentences and then get these guys eligible for juvenile parole, elder parole, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that's really important, my office filed uh, uh, Joseph, the former public defender who uh, is now running this unit in our office. She's the one who's handling all these cases. She filed something like a 270-page motion. And one of the things she says in the motion is that, quote, Significantly, from the time of his arrest, the defendant has taken full responsibility for killing uh, Ito and, Mats and uh, Matsuyura. After he was arrested, the defendant waived his right to remain silent, silent and provided a signed confession, taking full responsibility for shooting and killing Mr. Ito and Mr. Matsuyura and stealing their car. Most important part here, since making that statement on March 30th, 1994, the defendant has not wavered regarding his responsibility for the victim's death. Now, I just read to you from the opinion, which she had to have read, he testified at penalty phase saying that his gun went off accidentally. That's taking responsibility. By the way, there's a, a notice in there they tried to get a hold of. They sent a few emails to the families in Japan, and uh, Mr. Matsuura's father said, quote, thank you for your message. I think California judicial system is the habeas itself. It contains no right for victim and only right for convicted. Thank you for your work to communicate us. So they're basically going out. 
They are disingenuous in their motion. Uh, here's another uh, thing that's, that's entertaining. In the motion, she writes, over 25 years ago on March 26, 1995, this is regarding the uh, brutal murder of this African-American kid in county jail. While in county jail awaiting trial in the instant case, Butler, along with two other inmates, participated in a fight which resulted in the stabbing and death of Tyrone Fleming. There was no fight. This was a coordinated killing by the Mexican mafia of an African-American guy that they did not like. So we've got the DA's office filing motions where they don't even relate the information. By the way, you know what's absent from the motion they filed? Anything about what this guy has done in prison. The information I have is that he is basically Mexican mafia. So what is his situation? What have we found out uh, from his C-file at CDC? What has he done? How many violations has he had? Nothing mentioned. You know why? Because probably it's not going to be favorable to him. And we have the same issue that we have with our LIFER hearings, is that prosecutors who are interested in seeing justice done, we don't even have access to this material. This material is basically being kept under the custody of Diana Turan, who runs these units, also a former public defender. This is somebody who, by the way, according to a motion that was filed in PRA request, this person was functioning as a district attorney while still being paid by the public defender's office. In the litigation that was involved, apparently the DA's office was not even writing her performance evaluation. So since she was still employed by the public defender's office, does that mean that she was being evaluated by the PD's office while she was a DA? I guess we'll never know. A deputy DA can write a dishonest, incomplete evaluation to a judge, and he's supposed to accept it at face value? Is that really what we've got here? Well, I just want to tell you, I've I've shown you, I've discussed this motion that was filed by uh, Shaylon Joseph. I don't know her. Uh, don't know anything about her other than she was a former uh, public defender. But what I can tell you is I just told you two things in that motion, that all you have to do is read the opinions from the Cal Supreme Court, and you will see that that information is not accurate. So, no, uh, Mr. Butler has not been consistent in taking responsibility. And, no, this was not some fight he was involved with. This was an orchestrated gang killing and this guy is a danger let me tell you one other thing that's really sad the prosecutor who handled this case janet moore who prosecuted the case she just died two weeks ago so she's not even in a position uh i knew knew her very well uh i am very confident that they never reached out to her so you know i'm sure she's rolling in her grave right now Uh, I spoke to, I know Mike Bertram, who was the robbery homicide detective who handled this case. He is irate and upset about what happened, uh, about the way this is being characterized. This is an extremely dangerous, violent individual who is now a hardcore Mexican mafia affiliate, and we're setting him up to at some point get out. Uh, They made some comment in the motion about how, well, he'll still have a death penalty case that's out there uh, currently, yeah, for how long will that last? John, All right, John, we have to go. 
But we once again appreciate talking to you yeah. and all your passion. Thanks for coming Terrific on. Terrific stuff. Thank no you. No problem, guys. Thank all you. Right, for John Lewin, me. Deputy DA, another case of Gascon is trying to remove the death penalty from a man who killed two Japanese college students and reduce it to life without parole, but we know what that means. More coming up. I think it's worth a few minutes talking about something that came up. We were just talking to John Lewin, L.A. County Deputy DA, who represents himself when he comes on the show to talk about his boss, the L.A. County DA, George Gascon. The subject was a double murderer, actually a triple murderer, who uh, Gascon's um, public defenders, they're now acting as deputy DAs are trying to uh, get the death penalty removed from this man's sentence for killing two Japanese college students in a horrific carjacking in 1994 uh, because he was 18 at the time. And there was also some claim about juror misconduct, which is nonsense. But anyway, it's the first step to release him. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. It's part of they a, have to uh, work at this. They want to get rid of all death. In fact, we're on the uh, George Gascon email. It comes to the John and Ken show. And he sent one out yesterday asking for money to get rid of the death penalty. That's what he's trying to do. Since he can't do it because the voters keep approving it, he's trying to find ways to dismantle it through his techniques. And what what, uh, John Lewin from the L.A. County DA's office explained to us is this is the first step in a multi-pronged attack. You have the legislature in on it, Newsom, Gascon. And what they want to do is do a backdoor resentencing of these death penalty cases and eventually get them sentenced in a way that they are eligible parole for parole. For example, for elderly parole, and they define elderly as being 60. Well, this guy, Raymond Butler, is 47. So this is the first step to get him out of prison 13 years from now. Right. Not death life without penalty. parole doesn't really mean life without parole. No, it doesn't. That's they, the trick. They've totally... You get the death sentence, you can't get parole. Unless the governor commutes your sentence or something like that. But if you get life without parole, there are shots at parole. And that's what they're trying to do. Now, we've talked before about the people that finance this kind of criminal justice reform. Those, of course, are the George Soros types. Uh, there are wealthy tech people uh, the Netflix wife, I guess she's been involved in mm-hmm, yeah. financing Chesa Bowden yeah. and George Gascon. And then, of course, we have the operatives, Gascon, and people like Chesa Bowden. We don't talk often enough about another component to this. And the name came up from John Lewin, so I did a little looking. His name is Michael Romano. He actually graduated from Stanford Law School. He clerked on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the dreaded Ninth Circuit. Now he's a lecturer at Stanford. But what he's really done, he's the director and founder of the Three Strikes and Justice Advocacy Projects at Stanford Law School. And the reason we're bringing him up is that John mentioned he is a key operator behind all of these moves. And there's another story that came out last year. California Governor Newsom signs into law six criminal law reforms developed by the Three Strikes Project, of which Michael Romano is the head. So this is like the architect Mm -hmm. of this horrific criminal justice decay that we're seeing. He's the secret evil guy. Uh, It seems like it. He's the brains behind the operation. Here's the new laws. Shortened sentences for over 10,000 people currently incarcerated. Senate Bill 483. Reduce the use of unnecessary sentence enhancements. Aha! Senate Bill 81. And we know what those are, don't we? Like use of a gun, gang membership... End mandatory minimum sentences for drug crimes, Senate Bill 73. 
This one, I like this one. Reduce racial bias in gang prosecutions. Leave magic there. AB333. <laughs> Expand use of second chance sentencing. AB1540. And allow people committed to state hospitals with severe mental illness to reduce their commitments for participation and, in treatment. All right. In other so words, all of this tells me this is the architect. This is somebody we have to yeah. keep an eye on. Yeah. He well, seems he, to have a lot of control and power. He's done a lot of damage. Uh, in fact, if you and he's he's proud of it. If you look at his biography on the Stanford website, um, he has co-authored statewide ballot measures led impact litigation and legislative campaigns that have together reduced sentences for over 15,000 convicts uh, of nonviolent crimes and 7,000 people sentenced to life for minor offenses. Of course, mm. what he considers a minor offense is not what you would. Uh, he represents <laughs> incarcerated individuals winning the reversal of over 150 life sentences, he and his students. 150 life sentences reversed. Uh, because this, this, this woke infection has reached judges now, too. In addition to the legislators, the governor, Gascon, and this Michael Romano. They're, they're yeah, all and Romano, you know, the there's same... lots of professors at lots of colleges. He's not even a professor, he's a lecturer that propose this stuff and they do papers but it looks like this guy actually gets his ideas implemented well he does the hard work you know because uh, uh, newsom is in, is not the brightest bulb in the world which you need a guy who has a very in, intense passion and a nuanced highly refined understanding of how the law works and identify the weak spots and be clever in crafting these propositions i mean look look at prop 47 right Yes. Everybody, it really was, John Lewin wasn't kidding, it was the Safe Neighborhoods and Schools Act. And instead, it basically decriminalized drug use and decriminalized uh, uh, shoplifting and theft up to $950. That's what it was. But this is what it was sold as. And what I'm telling what they do is, is they do focus groups and polling to see what would make people vote for something. What language presses the happy button inside people? And they come up with test marketing phrases. Well, I'm sure safe neighborhoods and schools, that tested off the charts. Right. So, <laughs> and, I, and if I remember correctly, they claimed that they were going to save so much in judicial costs by not prosecuting all these people that they could funnel that money into some kind of school and neighborhood safety program. And that justified the title. And you have... You know, the, whoever the woke attorney general was at the time, I don't know if it was Kamala Harris, they, they, they give you that title and the public is completely bamboozled because most of the public doesn't pay attention to anything. So it looks like this guy was behind Prop 47, one of the architects, Prop 57. I mean, we always hear about Gascon, was, but I think Romano probably gave him the ideas. He is, his whole Three Strikes project is about dismantling. California's restrikes laws. So we'll keep an eye on him. we got more coming up. John and Ken. All right. Well, uh, the uh, petroleum people strike back here in California. We talk about 505. They're taking ads out in states warning them you don't want to turn into California when it comes to energy policy and climate policy. Because, of course, we have very expensive gas, expensive electricity. We'll talk about that with a representative from the petroleum industry. Coming up after the news at 5 o'clock, and there'll be one more chance today for you to win that $1,000 with the keyword coming up around 520. 
Uh, the announcement came out today that the United States is ready to make a trade, just like it was the sports world, when it does involve somebody in the sports world. Uh, the WNBA star Brittany Griner, who is, of course, being held in Russia on drug possession charges and faces 10 years in prison. Actually, her trial is going on right now. Could be traded back to the United States, along with a man by the name of Paul Whalen, who uh, has quite a background. We'll talk about it in a moment. In exchange, it'll be the Russian arms dealer, Victor Boot, who will return to Russia if Russia accepts the trade. Uh, the Secretary of State is expected to talk to his counterpart, the Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, soon to try to arrange this prisoner exchange, which is a two for one. We get two back. They only get one back. Uh, Whalen is a citizen of several countries, United Kingdom, Ireland, Canada, and the U.S. Mm. And, and his, yeah, his background is... Uh, they thought he was a spy in Russia. They well, thought he was an American spy. Yes, he's described as a corporate security director. Huh. But he was arrested back in 2018, and he got a 16-year prison sentence in 2020 with the possibility of time in a labor camp. He has been making his case that these are trumped-up fake charges, and his family's been saying, you know, you've made other prisoner exchanges. Why can't you get me home, too? Well, he's now included. In this proposal, we have no idea what the Russians will do. In fact, Blinken hasn't talked to anybody over there since before the invasion of Ukraine. But a lot of people were pretty sure that this deal was in the works for weeks. They've been talking about this Russian arms dealer that might be worth something if we wanted to trade him. And what kind of arms does he deal to who? And how uh, much damage has been caused? How many people have died from the arms? Well, he's he got the nickname himself. the Merchant of Death. Oh, really? Yeah, that's his nickname. So that's that's worth releasing. So he sells arms that kill people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So a, a guy. I wouldn't be surprised if they go to company countries like Syria and places you know where you have the despots in charge. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that's a good idea. Let out a guy whose nickname is the Merchant of Death. Uh, yeah. I have no idea yeah. what Whalen was doing in Russia. I mean, he does well, corporate I, security. I read so. a story about him. And he just seems like he's uh, got murky business going on. I can't. Mm. I, 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 I'm not shocked that he was held on these charges. Maybe they're false or trumped up. But when you read about, you know, his his life path, right? You know, you start going, eh. Well, so, he was a police officer, a sheriff's deputy. Those were his roles, his, his jobs years ago, back in the '80s and two, early 2000s. And uh, then he was a manager for an IT company. He enlisted in the Marine Reserves, but yeah, I don't know what. Uh... Well, there are there are spies embedded in American companies overseas, right? And and that's their cover, and and sometimes they have fake names, and sometimes you know they have really fancy titles, and they have high level positions, right. and so they I... may actually do that work. But then there's a second side. To All their... right. Well, I found out something. He's supposedly, according to his twin brother David. He went to Moscow to attend the wedding of a former fellow Marine at a hotel and to assist the groom's family members on their visits, their first visit ever to Russia, a country where Whalen had been many times. He said that he had, his brother planned to return to Michigan and uh, got detained instead. So that's the story. That's why mm -hmm. he was in mm -hmm. Russia. Well, 
We'll uh, never know. <laughs> I I don't think I don't think the Russians pick people off the street because we do have real spies. So if you're going to take Americans and put them away, you're not going to take the innocent Americans off the street. You're going to take the guys you think are doing real work. And again, I don't know what this guy is doing. I'm just saying I don't, I just don't. I don't buy all the stories anybody tells. All right, when we come back, you've probably heard that Gavin Newsom took out some small political ads in the state of Florida to try to make his case why California is so wonderful and Florida is so oppressive. <laughs> anyway, coming up next, we're going to talk about the Western States Petroleum Association. They're trying to tell the people of Florida, Gavin Newsom, California, not the place you want to live when it comes to energy, the high price of gas, the high price of electricity, and everything else. We'll talk about it next. John and Ken show, and Deborah Mark has the news, KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 